Welcome to my podcast, Exploring Past Lives with Karen Joy. I am Karen Joy. For over a decade, I've been doing regressions with people who want to experience a past life and sometimes their life between lives. I'm the author of several books, including the groundbreaking book, Lost Soul, Wise Soul, How Our Challenging Past Lives Shape Our Future. In this unique podcast, I speak to people who have actually experienced one or more past lives. Some have also visited their life between lives, which is also known as the afterlife. Come with me now to learn what can happen in a past life regression, what a past life experience is like, how it unfolds, and how it impacts on our current lives. Well, today we have with us John, who's going to tell us about his experiences of having a regression. Welcome, John. Thank you, Karen. It's um, it's exciting and uh, a pleasure to be with you. Great. And I'm looking forward to this little chat we're going to have. What I usually ask first is your spiritual perspective. Can you just give us a little bit about where that's come from, how long you've had it, and anything else you'd like to add? Yes, certainly, Karen. You know, in reflection on that question, it's it's been a number of years in its um, in its involvement. If that's a word I can use, um, I've always been interested in understanding more about who I am. And you know, in the earlier days of my my business career, how I could become you know, a better person or a better business owner, um, you know, and and live my life, you know to my full potential. And as I was such a, you know, a driven individual, it was always about, you know, the outward results that I would achieve because of that willing, that desire to learn more about who I am. I guess as I've matured and uh, hopefully become a little wiser, um, it's more now about not about what I can generate externally, but it's more about how I can create internally for me that sense of peace and joy and happiness and 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 love and um i can thank my mum who introduced me 30 plus years ago to you know some personal development um authors and, and speakers and then right through to today i have a have a coach who's you know been really great in having me understand more who i am as well and I've, I guess, generated the the perspective that you know we're a we're a physical being, but we're actually a, a spiritual being within that physical realm at this point in time. And um, yeah, that and, and I guess there's no one definitive moment um, that had me you know shift my perspective. However, it's just gradually unpacked if I could say you know gradually like hey, we always hear about the peeling of the layers of the onions and yes that analogy but that's exactly what it is and and now I have this perspective that yeah we these beautiful spiritual beings who have had hundreds if not thousands of spiritual journeys in these human bodies um on this planet earth and yeah. um and I aim to remind myself of that every day it doesn't always happen that way well, you you're in a business. I think your you uh, your fairly grounded work that you do. You uh, if you want to say how, what a little bit about that, but um, 
I imagine then trying to keep the spiritual perspective and the groundedness, we're all attempting to get that um, balance, I guess. <laughs> I, I totally. It, it's, you know, and what I love about the, if we want to call for me, calling it a game is, you know, it's easy to continue to have this beautiful, calm, peaceful perspective from a spiritual realm when there's nothing else going on around you. Yes. You know, if you're in the middle of the forest or for me, I'm out having a surf in the mornings and there's no external distraction and to stay centred in that aspect is quite easy. Uh, but then you come into the, the busyness and the whirlwind of running a business and your employees and, you know, for we, we have a, a business that supports business owners in the trade and construction industry. And so you can imagine if you're running a, a construction company or you're a contractor in that in, that um that industry, um, there's always lots going on. There's the yes. elements of busyness. And for me, it's about how do I help our clients, um, you know, stay grounded amongst the whirlwind. And yes. I guess for me, the benefit of my journey is to, I can relate to where they're at, you know, almost instantly and then pass on some support and guidance based on my experience and my learning to help them manage themselves and their world um, with more ease and flow. Actually, that's that sounds great. And I think um, some of the things that happened in the regression probably uh, alluded to that, but we won't go there just yet. I just want to ask you first about why you did come to do a past life regression in the first place. I was chatting with my beautiful coach, Lorna, about three years ago, and I shared with her a number of deja vu experiences that I'd, I'd had in, in the previous few weeks. And and my fascination actually with one aspect of, of history at that point in time, and which was World War II. And I, I said, I was, I'm finding myself wanting to watch all these documentaries on World War II. I've got no idea why, but I just, I'm binge watching Netflix and all of those shows. And then we talked about deja vu, and she then introduced the concept that, you know, perhaps that familiarity with a, with a, a time in life or a scenario that you're experiencing each day could be due to you having been and spent some time in a past life in those areas geographically or energetically. And as soon as you said that, I said, wow, that's something I've ever considered before. And she recommended um, uh, a book by uh, Dr. Brian Weiss, uh -huh. um, Many Lives, Many Masters. And instant, I, I downloaded it straight away. And I think I read it page to page, cover to cover, you know, without stopping. I was just fascinated. And then I looked at what other books that he had um, and I devoured those as well. And that led me to, okay, wow, he's helping all of these other people work with and work through the challenges that they're experiencing in their current life. And that could be due back to past lives. I thought, wow, I wonder what's there for me. And I, I just became super curious. I just became excited and curious and um, and that led me to time begin to Google, yep. and um, and your name came up, and I thought, beautiful, this person's just up the road from me. How convenient! How perfect! <laughs> that was helpful. <laughs> well, as you know, when when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yes, that's right. Well, I do them mm -hmm. by Zoom as well, but it's great that you were so close. Look, that's really interesting, and I think I want to just say for our listeners that. That is a similar experience to what I had. I came back from uh, Germany, actually, and started binge, binge reading 
uh, some years ago, and in that actually the similar area era that you talked about there and a bit earlier. And so I just want to say to, to listeners, because of you, you've raised that, that that is can be quite common that people get a fascination with a particular area, era, area, place, you know, or energy, like you said, or feeling, and that that can be an indication that they've had a past life somewhere. So I just wanted to mention that. So thank you for sharing that. That's really that's really great. So you were curious about past lives and moving along with your life reasonably well at the time, I guess. And so where what I found interesting about your regression was because I've just reread the notes as well. And I I remember that for me, it was sort of back to front. We got a lot of insight in the beginning and then we got the past lives near the end. Do you remember that? I, I did. And I, I think from memory with the work I've been doing with my coach, Vaughan, I've done a lot of reflection about, um, you know, trust and um, letting go versus trying to control and, you know, force things to happen in my life. And because uh, that was the old person, I was a real control freak in my business. And, you know, I was trying to, you know, had all these plans in place and I was always planning and always, you know, wanting things to turn out a certain, certain way, which was causing me a lot of anxiety, you know, at, at the time. And so I've been working through a lot of trusting and letting going and allowing the process to take place. And I think that came into our conversation early on in the in the regression, Karen, and yes. that led to, you know, and then the experiences that I had with you, you know, sort of back that up as well. Oh, yes. So you already had that sort some of that knowledge and wisdom going forward because of the challenges you've faced and the things that you've done in your company and and work and so and it was reinforced by the messages you got when we were when you were in the trance state would you say mm, correct okay yes. good so well we can come back to that some of the messages but maybe um i thought yeah let's go to the past lives do you think let's go to the past lives and see sure. you tell tell us a little bit about these past because you had two i think that were uh, pretty s- strong experiences would you like to yeah share what happened in those past lives? Yes, certainly. And the first, you know, the first, you know, the first two were definitely very, very real and very clear. <clears throat> Excuse me, you know. And the first one, um, I experienced myself in the early nineteen hundreds in in rural England, and um, I I experienced walking into a house or an office at that stage and being confronted by a landowner at the time. And I had I had a sense of fear and, and not wanting to, and you guided me through into, into the doorway, into this room. And the story was that I'd been caught stealing in that era and that to pay my debt back to this landowner, um, I was not forced, but, you know, the punishment was to work with him for free. Okay. And that because I was a, a worker, um, after a period of time, he came to me and, and, and said, um, you know, you're a great worker. Would you like to go into business together? And for me, that was a sense of relief at the time. And I went back to my, uh, to my home and my wife was there and my wife was working. 
And through that process, we sensed that she had the same energy as my wife today. All right. You got that sense through? Yes, yeah, through through the process that my wife, Danielle, today was my wife, you know, 100 years ago, and um, which was, you know, beautiful in itself um, to know that we have been together in past lives. And that's probably one of the reasons why we are such great partners today. You know, yeah. It, it, yeah. you know, in that, it, actually, just as a side note, I, when I when I met my wife Danielle for the first time nearly twenty five years ago, I was with a best friend at the time, and within minutes of speaking with her, I turned to my friend and said, "I want to marry that girl." Oh wow! Okay, it was, it was it was almost like there was this instant energetic connection, that, and I had a knowing that we, you know, we were going to be together. And now looking back, that we have been together in a past life, it makes perfect sense. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that that also gives context to when when I meet people for the first time, I just have this sense that we, you know, we ha- we are connected at an energetic level and that the potential is that we've been together in a past life is just, you know, puts a smile on my face. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And it's yeah. true. We've had many past lives. So there's a lot of people around who we probably do have that connection with. Yeah, totally, totally. So coming back to my past life and my story, and I shared with my wife at the time the opportunity that had happened and that this person who I was paying my dues to um, had suggested we go into business. And she ordered, you know, her instant response was, don't trust this person. You know, don't go with him. Don't trust him. He's not the type of person I think you should be mixing with. And almost at that same time, a truck pulled up outside our our house and it was this landowner and he said right it's time to go jump in the back of the truck and my wife at the time then said no please don't go but I went anyway okay so I went anyway against probably the, the intuition and knowing that my wife had at the time and in the back of the truck we went out into the countryside um, and I remember vividly turning down a, a side lane into this this property and the truck pulled up and the business owner said, I'd like you to jump out and start digging. And so I did. I, I, you know, I listened to him and started digging. And as I was digging this hole, I said, how many of these holes are we digging? And he said, don't ask questions, just keep digging. And then the next thing you know, I had this visceral um, physical response whilst I was with you in the chair of being pulled into the chair um, and the next thing you know, I sense myself floating up in the air. And in the experience, what had happened is I'd been shot and the business owner, as I was, or this landowner at the time, just before I was shot, he said, this is what you get for stealing. Okay. And he shot me. And so I was actually digging my own grave. Wow. And... And then I sensed myself floating up in the air and I was looking over the whole scene and essentially that's what had happened. I just dug one hole in the ground and he was forcing me to dig my own grave and took me away. And so you died in that life and there's something more that we'll add after we talk about the next one about that being pulled back in the chair. Um, Mm -hmm. We'll come back to that because I think that's very interesting the way the guides took you on this journey in this particular aggression, which I said was different to the others. So that one, that happened and that was, um, would you say that was 
traumatic at the end or what, what, do we move on pretty quickly to the I, next the, one? The, the thing that from memory, Karen, that came up was my concern for my wife. Yes. And um, that she was going to be left on her own. And um, my wife doesn't know where I was and she's beside herself that I didn't come home. That's what I could sense after I was floating up, but I could observe what she was experiencing. And the spirits in their communication with me said that she's going to be okay. And she has to be, has to learn to be independent in that life. Okay. So you were reassured then. And did you feel reassured? Yes, yes. They said, don't worry, it's, it's, it's her path in this lifetime. Good, good. And so that reassurance was there that everything would be okay, just allowed me to let go and, um, and, and, and pass on. And move on. And then we pretty quickly, uh, actually they said something about, are you ready, I see here in my notes. And so then you, um, yeah, so then you went to another past life pretty quickly, uh, if I remember. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is the one that I'm, you know, more curious or fascinated with more than, more than um, the previous one um, was that, yeah, I sensed I was in, uh, in World War II. I could, I could picture a German cross and um, I, was a, I was a World War II German soldier with a, with a gun and it was wet, it was muddy um, and I was in a tank. I could see that the, the German cross, and I was in a tank, and I'm part of a convoy of tanks that are travelling through the French countryside. And the turret on the tank is, is is moving around, and all of a sudden, it points at a, a French farmhouse. And I've been instructed by a, a senior officer to fire at the French farmhouse, and I had this immediate response that, no, I don't want to. You know, this isn't fair. I didn't join the army to, you know, um, prey and, and kill innocent, you know, innocent people. Civilians, yeah. C- civilians. Yeah. And um, I'm being instructed to shoot. Um, and I hesitate. And he says, he says to me, he says, listen, I said, I've decided I'm not going to. That's not what I'm here for. And then he pulled out a gun and he said, listen, if you don't, you know, fire the tank at the farmhouse, um, you'll be shot if you don't follow orders. And uh, and at the time, I feel myself physically experiencing that, that um, myself being pulled back into the chair in your office, that, that visceral response, um, which wasn't, you know, not uncomfortable, but it was just something that was taking place at the time. And um, again, he said, you'll be shot if you do not follow orders. And as I was experiencing that, um, he pulled the trigger and shot me. Yeah. And so, um, and then I was floating up above the scene, um, the farmhouse and the tank. And um, as I was watching it, there were some orders that were, were directed and, and there was a change of direction and the tank drove away. So the farmhouse was actually saved in in that oh, they, instant. They did drive away. Okay. Yeah, they did drive away. And okay. so um 
to the to the message that came from that in, in our conversation with the guides after that was, you know, to stand up for what I believe in. Yes. And, you know, it's okay to die for what you believe in. You know, and, 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 okay. and, <laughs> and how yeah. did you feel at that at that moment? Um you know that looking back on that, it was I the feeling was that just to know that I guess the message through to today for me is it's going to be okay if you stand up for what you believe in, you know, and, and the message for me today is that I, I do hold back from sharing. Um, not all the time, but, you know, I have you know, this imposter syndrome, you know, who am I to share my experience? Who am I to share my opinion? Who am I today at my age to share, you know, what I think is not necessarily right, wrong, but what I believe in. and what I got through that experience with you was that, hey, you know what, when you actually do get killed anyway, there is no pain. Yes. It's actually just relief. And that's what I had from both of those experiences. That when when both times I was shot, and maybe you know, both times, maybe the first one as well, for doing what I thought was right at the time, which was supporting my family. So I needed to steal from the wealthy to support my family. And that um, standing up for what you believe in, standing up for what you think is right from the perspective of your my, my life right now, and that, you know, actually dying doesn't actually hurt as much as you think it. It could. <laughs> it could, yeah. And, and you know, so that, so the death, I think in today, we're not living in World War II, we're living in quite a, um, a safe space, is that the worst case scenario is that, you share exactly what you're gonna, what you believe in, and in my line of work, I think that's really important. Um, and don't hold back. You know, be unapologetic in who you are and 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 what what you you think is the right course of action to take for a particular person, or if that's particularly if you've been asked your opinion, it's not sort of standing yep. there and shouting everything from the rooftops. But um, for me, that was a lesson. I shouldn't say a lesson, but that was something that helped me be more of who I am today, to be able to un- unashamedly say what's on my mind um, without any fear of consequences. So that's that authenticity, that that expression, expressing your truth to people. Mm. Yeah. To, to be, yeah, to be authentic, to be vulnerable, to, yes. to actually yes. to open up and, you know, and let go. And I think together with the insights that I, I received from that experience with you, plus the work I've been doing, which is be, be vulnerable, be authentic, be real, be transparent, because there's, there's no harm in sharing that. And in fact, that's what people really want from you. They do. They want your truth. And and in the work you do, being very grounded work and like this sort of business you're, you're in, uh, do you do you share sometimes uh, your perspective, your spiritual perspective? Uh, um, I do. I do. and. The person I was, you know, 10 years ago with this facade and mask on um, to pretend that I had all of my stuff sorted um, has gradually let go of all that and I have no challenge in being emotional for want of a bit of a word, you know. Yes. Well, vulnerable, you said as well. Vulnerable and and authentic. This is who I am and, you know, if you like it, great. If you don't, great. (laughs) (laughs) That's that. That's a good way. That's a good way to put it, isn't it? And there's a freedom in that. Do you think? Do you get a feeling of freedom? Oh, yeah. I don't have to pretend anymore, Karen. Yeah, 
It's good, isn't it? Yeah. And we're not perfect and we don't have to be. <laughs> no. Well, we what do they say? Imperfectly perfect. That's right. You know, <laughs> or perfectly imperfect, whichever whichever way that it is. And, and, you know, I like to think that who I am with you right now is who I am when I speak with my clients and who it is with my family and my friends. It's, I don't have to, who I am is who I am. And, I can feel it. I can feel it, Sean. It's and it's great, <laughs> and it's very exciting to have you on. And maybe you wouldn't have been on without all of that that shift you did, you know, some time ago, to express to us today and give the opportunity for people to hear your story. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. So I'm thinking then this issue of being pulled back in the chair. That's what I found very interesting. Remember, at the end of each of those lives, just as you were, I guess, being shot, you were pulled back into the chair. And what had happened in the regression, I just want to tell people that before we even went to those past lives, this strange experience came up and we didn't have a clue what was going on at the time. Do you remember that? Can you share that, exactly what happened? I know there's a few notes there, a sense of being pulled backwards. Yes, yes, certainly. And at the time, there was that sense that I was, I was, someone was with me. You know that that, that there, there was a whether it was one or multiple beings with me, uh, where we call them our guides, and yes, um, there was communication going on between us. There was no words; it was just this sense and uh, non-verbal communication, and it was really clear. And uh, you know, it was beautiful. I felt safe and taken care of. And you know, I did. I felt like I was being sucked into your chair, like with a vacuum cleaner. You know, it was almost like the chair was going to sort of suck me in there. And it was wasn't uncomfortable. It was just a different experience. I heard a voice um, afterwards because there was, that went on for I don't know how long, but all of a sudden it was it stopped, and I heard this voice say, "How was that?" And I had a sense that I was floating up, and. Um, I said that was different. I definitely haven't experienced that before. And they said, you're all good now. You know, just let go and um, you're ready to move on. And at the time, we didn't really know what what that was all about. But I looked in hindsight and it was just they, they could sense something within me that was just not allowing me to just relax and let go and be present and with maybe yourself at the time or just life in general. Yeah, well, at the time, we didn't know what it was, and we asked them, and they said, I think they were saying things like, oh, it's all good, don't worry, and then eventually they took us into these past lives and where you were went through a, a brief experience of being pulled backwards. But this one did go on for, I don't know how long it did because I haven't listened to the recording, but it did go on for a while because the, there was quite a few notes I made, and you uh, you were speaking through it, which was also interesting that you were having that experience and you said, you know, you felt that you couldn't breathe and they were compressed, compressed and all of this stuff. And then you heard that voice and you were upwards and through it. Yeah. I, and and I, from 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 um, recollection, the question they kept asking me, are you ready to trust? Are you ready to let go? That's right. Before that. Yeah. Are you ready to allow? Which was very aligned with what we talked about prior to the to the regression or prior to that experience. Um, and they said, you know, let go. You're doing great. Just let go and allow and just come with us. Yeah, and you were able to do that, which is which is what we do need to do in the regression to trust mm. enough to let go and go with 
what you're being guided to do. I don't know if people realise just how much, how little I do do in the regressions. <laughs> what I'm doing is um, following you, like following the clients really of where they're taking and what they're telling me and occasionally asking questions that will help them continue. But I don't think there were even a lot I had to ask with you because you were just on that journey. Credit to you, Karen. You create a very safe space that allows, which allowed me, I can only speak from my experience too, to to let go as quickly as I did. Yeah, well, that's what's important is to be able to do that because it seems to me that that was probably some sort of death experience since it came up at the moments that you were shot. And what they did, they separated that, which is unusual, but they separated it from the past life, did it first. So you'd had the let go experience and mm. and you didn't need to ha- go through the death. In some of these regressions, uh, some people do need to go through the death in a, a fairly vivid way. And sometimes they're hanging on because of certain attitudes. But I would suggest that a lot of the work that you've done already before that with your coach and everything else that you we're able to trust and have that experience without sort of a, it wasn't really traumatic and it doesn't need to be. No, no. And I was actually quite surprised, particularly when I was sharing with my wife afterwards, how um, not uncomfortable, not painful the death was. Mm. How easy it was. <laughs> well, how easy it was. And also, you know, what is it about death today that I used to fear? You know, I, I, you know, I can confidently say that I don't fear dying now. You know, no. there's, I don't fear dying physically and passing on. Um, and it definitely helped me. My, I shared with you when we caught up last. My mother passed away earlier in the year, and you know, I think one of the benefits of, for me personally, having this perspective on life that we are one soul and many lives. Um, when my mum passed away earlier this year and I hadn't been able to physically see her in over two years because of the COVID restrictions and she was in another state was that we'd connected on the phone, we'd said what we wanted to say to each other if this scenario, you know, took place where we didn't physically see each other and she passed and I just know and I've I've sensed her in my life since. Oh, that's wonderful. I know we've had conversations and, you know, I've experienced her energy close to me that you know, yes, her physical life had ended, but her spiritual, her soul is still well and still alive and she's doing her thing or, or soul's doing its thing. Yeah. Um, and allowed me to, you know, process the grief of losing my mum in a different way to what it could have been prior to my understanding of, you know, or experience with past lives. Well, that's great that you've got that. And and when you you said that you've sensed your mother around, um, ha, did you say you had conversations as well with her, or was yeah. that bef- yeah since she's passed? Yes, uh, you know, one one beautiful experience I had was a few weeks ago when I was I, I like to do a morning meditation session, you know, early in the day, and um, I was going through that process, and I could sense this light and this energy, and. Um, you know, we had a conversation about my brother who's experiencing some a messy, you know, relationship breakup with his wife. And and I was asking mum, I said, you know, I said, Mum, you know, how shall I support my brother? And she said, just just be there for him, just be a friend. Don't be a brother who wants to try and fix everything. Just be, you know, a friend and a 
and there was a few other things going on as and, you know that we, we talked about and then then the, then the energy went and um how's this carried two minutes later my wife came downstairs and she said without any prompting from me she said you know gee it smells like your mum's place here this morning did she really? <laughs> and 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 just like that, you know, that was beautiful, you know. So that was that was a confirmation that confirmation, that, that, yeah. And people do say that, that they get these um, aromas that related to people sometimes. So and she yeah. she just picked it up straight away. Isn't it amazing? Well, and I said, well, you're not. You, well, you are going to believe this. I said, I was <laughs> almost said, you're not going to believe this, but you are going to believe it. That I've just been speaking to mum. Yeah. You know, and we just had a laugh and, you know, because we sort of got similar perspectives on on that as well. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, actually, because I think that we just need to be open to those communications from those who've passed. We just, if we can be open to them and relax and meditate like you do, they're available for a lot of us, I think. Yeah. And, you know, for me, the journey is about being, am I aware? You know, possibly all of these you know, opportunities to connect with the the soul or the spirit world has always been there. I just wasn't really aware. aware. Yeah. Aware of how it could happen. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. When you uh, experienced the past lives themselves, were they pretty vivid? Like what I usually ask this question of people here to what it's like for you because some of us are different the way we experience it. Um, Vivid. Definitely sums it up. It's interesting. I've shared my experiences with you with a few close friends who um, who have been intrigued. And I've, the number one thing is, listen, I could not make up any of this if you'd made given me, you know, $10 million. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way I could come up with these stories. You know, yeah. they're just not in my even my realm of, 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 you know, creativity at this point in time. And so... The, the vividness and the detail that um, not so much smells, but more, you know, the the, the visual description uh-huh. of what I was seeing was yep. was was amazing. Yeah, so it was it was very uh, real to you, and I think the fact that you meditate and you've you've well along your journey helps that too. But I'm not sure. I'm not even sure of. Um, why some people get it vividly and other people get it a little bit more like a mm. sense of things. Yes. But that's interesting. It was pretty vivid for you. And it does help us in our uh, belief, you know, of the way we receive it. Okay. Yeah, your guides were there. Did you see them or did you just sense them? Uh, definitely sense them. Yeah. You know, there, there was there was an energy there. There was conversation going on, no, no verbal conversation, but it was really clear about, if I asked them a question, yep. that they would respond. And you got the message. Got got the message, definitely got the message, um, particularly around what it is that we're wanting to pass on to me about the experience. Yeah. You know, you know, I know that when I share that with my wife and my concern with her in that first experience, and you know, straight back, she's going to be okay. She needed to learn about independence in this life. Yeah. She'll be taken care of, you know. Yeah, they were very clear. Really clear. You know, and in in the second experience I had with you, we didn't have the two past lives experiences, but definitely had a conversation with my guides about now and the future. Oh, okay. Which which was um, which was interesting at the time. Okay, so that was and that was helpful as well. 
definitely feel for where I'm at in my my life, like life right now. That, yeah, and it was it was more confirmation that my path is, you know, where I'm at right now is perfect. And, and that is like being open and sharing and doing what you're doing, and speaking, and you know, and and yeah, and talking. We shouldn't say talking too, but you know, sharing my my journey with people who are interested in learning more about that and how it can assist them in their their life as well. Yeah, and that was that's interesting too with uh, people who come along like you who are here to help others, but doing it in a way that is um, like you're not doing a healing business or anything like that. You're just being yourself, doing your business, but having these opportunities to share your experience with some people. I know that my experience with you when I'm dealing or, you know, helping people who are going through some challenging experiences, you know, rather than getting drawn into the stuff and the content allows me to look at it from a different context, you know, and a different viewpoint. Okay. And can I just ask this, is that one where you, like you said, where you're not hooked in, but you can help without being disturbed too much by it? Oh, absolutely. You know, when, um, you know, in business, you know, quite a challenging scenario when people may be having cash flow challenges, hiring challenges, maybe relationship challenges because they're in business with their partner. Yeah. You know, and they're quite emotional and also quite uh, stressed and anxious to be able to step back and, and just empathise. Yes. Without, you know, without being drawn into the drama, for want of a better word. I you do know? understand what you mean. There, a lot of people think empathy is feeling all of like their pain, but that's not really what it is. It's it's understanding it and not necessarily feeling it, like getting a sense of it without being in it. Mm. It's quite interesting that. So, I mean, you wouldn't want to help people if you had to feel all of their pain, would you? No, no. Well, the mean, yeah. When you said empathise, is because I can get a sense of what they're going through because I've been there in my journey. That's it. But I don't want to go back there. No, I don't want to go back right. there with them. <laughs> that's right. And so, yes, exactly. There's a difference between feeling all their pain and being stuck in that and helping them from a different perspective, which is what you said. Yeah. So, look, thank you for sharing that. Was there anything that surprised you? Maybe you've already mentioned it, but what would have surprised you about the whole the, the session? I don't think surprise is a word, but it was probably reaffirming oh reaffirming okay. Re- reaffirming for me that um these type of experiences are definitely valuable and supportive for me personally and and in the way that i then interact with life today if that makes sense in the, in yep. the 21st century and it's- this life around this time around and i guess the biggest take home for me, Karen, from all of this is there is no rush. I used to sense that I've got one life, one opportunity, and if I don't get it done, then I've screwed up. You know, it's almost like that. I've only got this one finite life and time is finite, finite, and it's going to end. And therefore, I've got to cram as much as I can in and live to my potential and make sure I don't waste a second versus, which was just a really uncomfortable place to be because I was at this constant fear of, you know, not being enough, not doing enough, not having enough, not experiencing enough versus right now, you know what, if it doesn't happen in this lifetime, 
I've got hundreds more. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and there is no, you know, I used to stress about being five minutes late. I used to be concerned that if I didn't, you know, finish everything or get everything done, but you know what? It doesn't happen. And and more of a, and yes, there's objectives and things to work through in business, obviously, and and aspects of life which being responsible with other people and to other people is important as far yes. as time frames go. But for my own personal is the sense of hurry and rush um, and got to get it done has just gone. It's gone. Huh? So you, you've tossed out that bucket list then. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, the work that I do is I don't, yes, there's things that I, I could do, you know, but I don't feel I should do or have to do. Yeah. Right now for me it's just responding in the moment to what I feel moved to be doing. To do. Yeah. To be doing and just trusting that that's going to guide me to my next adventure or the next part that, you know, is for me. Well, I'm so glad you've you've shared that because what you're telling me and our listeners is that life can be very easy when we do integrate this understanding that we've got many lifetimes we don't have to get it all done at once, and you know, and you never know when you're you're out of here either, for sure. Well, that's right. Well, <laughs> my, my 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 soul's my soul's making that choice. But, yeah. you know, physically for myself at this point in time, it, you know, I'm not I'm not sure. So I'll just just keep responding in the moment. Yeah, you, well, you keep responding, and I'm sure you'll be around for a long time yet. But the thing is, we don't actually know, and what. It's it's a good idea at the end to to be pretty relaxed about it because um, otherwise we can get a bit stuck. But isn't that great mm. that you you are really enjoying your life and taking it a day at a time mm. or a moment at a time even? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if I can just share, I mean, I've got no shortage of stories to share. Yeah, please, please, I was going to ask you, is there anything else you would like to add? So here you are. Well, I look back at I look back at you know the time in my life right you now. I'm 55. If I can share next week, so oh good, um, happy birthday for yeah, next week. <laughs> thank, thank you, thank you. So I look back at a time in my life where I felt the freest and enjoyed life the most, without having to have a big plan. And it was you know when I was in my early 20s, I just woke up every day, um, enjoyed my life. I had a small business. And I just woke every day and, and did what I felt was right at the time. And I just enjoyed it. I did what I, I listened to my, my intuition and my feelings. And I just went with it and had a great time, built a nice little successful, for want of a better word, business in, you know, sort of my mid-20s. And then I learned all about this stuff around strategy and business and planning and execution and timeframes. And there's nothing wrong inherently with all of that. But what I forgot to do was just trust my knowing and trust my intuition and just to go with what I sensed at the time was the right thing. And so it's almost like that 30 years of, you know, that I, since my mid-20s to where I'm at now is now I'm at the stage of unlearning all of those things that have been <laughs> put into my space and going back to being like I was in my early 20s and okay. just responding and having fun. Well, maybe maybe some of those have been integrated. Some of those uh, strategies and things are just integrated into you naturally now, so you don't have to force anything. You can just trust yourself. Yeah, totally, totally. And that's, totally. that's the gig. I think if I can learn to just continue to trust, you know, my my knowing and my feelings, then yeah. the rest will take care of itself. 
That's exactly right. And so, and your business is probably bigger than it was when you were 25. Oh, yeah, well, it is. It's a different business and yeah, in, a, in a different modality, yet a lot of fun. So that so that's what you've got to. You've got to expand. You've expanded all of that, and but you can still go back to having that same attitude that you had then oh. with a larger enterprise. So you've done pretty totally. well. <laughs> that's great, John. This has been wonderful talking to you. Um, you've been pretty clear and just excited to have you on the show we're getting a deeper understanding of what it's like to be in the, in the flow, which you're in the flow. So thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. Oh, it has been a pleasure. And I, you're doing some beautiful work and I look forward to continuing our relationship and, and, and connecting with you, you know, in the future as well. Thank you very much. Me too. Take care. Thank you for tuning in today. Please feel free to access my website, lifebetweenlivesregression.com.au for much more information about past lives and life between lives. You also might want to tune in to my Twitter and my Instagram account and my Facebook page, Karen Joy Author. On my website, you will find case studies explored in depth in my blogs and in my books and locate other useful information and resources. Thank you for listening.